0: drawing room? Over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? I don't want to alarm you, but in the studio right now with me are two angels, one with a full-sized harp, the other with a classical guitar. And when these angels Uh, Andrew Blanche and Emily Granger play together it brings to mind I don't know sitting in a shaded backyard with the dappled sunlight coming through the leaves of a I don't know a paperbark tree a salve for modern life the duo has managed to capture a uniquely Australian feel with uh, two instruments not usually thought of for their link to Australiana Andrew and Emily welcome to RN Drive
1: Thanks for
0: having us. Thank you. I'll start with you, Andrew. I mean, a large part of the reason there's such an Australian sound to your album must be to do with the list of contemporary Australian composers on the album. I'm thinking Eleanor Katz-Churnan, Sally Whitwell, uh, Ross Edwards, and I believe they composed their pieces specifically for you too. So did you give them an outline of what you were after, a a sensibility, a a guideline? How did it work?
2: Absolutely right. And uh, also Tristan Coyo is is the final composer on that list. So, I mean, these are all very experienced, brilliant composers, and they understand the guitar, they understand the harp, uh, no mean feat. I mean, that's incredibly difficult to understand these instruments, uh, and they do. So they know how to write um, for our instruments. My general advice with writing for the guitar is try not to do too many notes. Um, Try not to take a piano piece and then translate it uh, straight on the guitar. I think the guitar, it's more like give us a violin piece or something like that. A single melody, it can sound rich, resonant, absolutely beautiful. But um, when we try to tie ourselves up to play a million notes at once, uh, of course we can do it, uh, but it doesn't necessarily
0: let the instrument uh, speak in its most expressive way. Uh, Peter Skullthorpe and Eugene Goosen's composed a few pieces of music that included harps. So uh, do we have a richer connection to the instrument here in Australia than we tend to think, Emily?
1: I think so. So I feel very fortunate. like My predecessors um, and really the forefront of thinking uh, with harp playing and those who really commissioned a lot of new works, um, Marshall McGuire and Alice Giles, have done so much for the harp community before I came along uh, and have commissioned dozens and dozens of works for solo harp. Um, but I think also just the harp being a voice in the orchestra just lends it to being a bit more popular and understood than, say, the classical guitar.
0: Andrew said it's difficult to write for the harp. What did he mean by that? Do you agree?
1: <laughs> I do agree. I think it's a very misunderstood instrument. Um, it's just like the classical guitar, a lot of people just think that it's a piano turned up on its side, but we actually have over 2,000 moving parts inside of a harp and seven foot pedals that change the pitch of the strings. And I, I like to think about when I'm actually plucking a string like activating this moving target so after you pluck it once the string's not actually in the same place again so you're just constantly having to navigate all of these moving targets
0: wow tell me about this beautiful gilt golden harp that we see before us what's unique and special about this one
1: so this harp was made last year in chicago at the lion and healy factory they're the largest harp manufacturers in the world um but this particular model, it's um, called a Salzedo model, and it's in the 1920s art deco style.
0: It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so to your guitar, I mean, I don't want to take away from your guitar, Andrew. I mean, the harp tends to uh, catch the eye. It looks like you both arranged Ross Edwards's beautiful piece, Emily's Song. Was that named after you, uh, Emily?
1: I wish. Um Ross's daughter is also named Emily and um, I was working with him on a previous project I recorded his solo harp work the harp and the moon for my um solo album called in transit and went and worked with Ross on this and um talked to him about you know my duo collaboration with Andrew and he said oh I've got this beautiful song uh Emily song well you know it wasn't written for you but you can have it
0: and tell me about the pairing, Andrew, of the guitar and the harp together. I mean, there are, on the face of it, some obvious similarities, but I'm guessing it's, that's sort of a skin-deep analysis. Tell me about how you uh, combine these two beautiful instruments.
2: Well, that's one of the things I love the most about this combination is it's this ambiguity between their similarities and their differences. We're both uh, plucked string instruments. We use our hands to pluck those strings Uh, but I'm also fretting my instrument like a violin so I can add beautiful vibrato and portamento and all this sort of thing. Emily on the other hand has the beauty of her touch on the strings however every note that she plays rings over each other unless she works very hard to block them and that's something that the guitar can do but doesn't do so naturally. So even me who obviously is uh, very experienced listening to the classical guitar, listening to the harp, I can listen to one of our recordings and just for a moment be a little bit unsure whether it's the guitar or the harp ah. playing a certain part.
0: This is what we need to hear. Uh, if you've just joined me on RN Drive, in the studios here is classical guitarist Andrew Blanche and harpist Emily Granger. We're going to hear now some of this angelic music. Uh, they're going to play Fleeting Encounters by Eleanor Katz-Churnan here. When you're ready, take it away you. Mm-hmm. How very, very magical and wonderful. I mean, when you think about it, it's strange that this pairing of the classical guitar and the harp, uh, it should have always been. Classical guitarist Andrew Blanch and harpist Emily Granger are here in the RN Drive studios with me. Tell me, how did you guys come together, Emily?
1: Yeah, so funnily enough, even though Andrew and I both um, have been living in Sydney, uh, we met in Canada. We were both... um, at the Banff Center for Arts and Creativity as artists in residence working on our own solo projects. And it was there that we really got to know each other and really uh, get to know each other as musicians and hear each other perform. And Andrew knew about this one particular piece, Sweet Magica, that was written for harp and guitar. And so just for fun, one night we decided just to get together and sight read through it. And we had so much fun that we both decided that we needed to make this more of a regular thing.
0: With a title like Sweet Magicka, you have to go somewhere with it. It's a brilliant title. The album was recorded over a couple of years, I understand, and obviously COVID and so on, making uh, all of our creative lives more complicated. Did you find yourself, Andrew, wanting to make changes after that time, having such time to ruminate? Hmm,
2: That's a great question. Um I think myself and all the musicians I knew, it was finally a time to stop and stop racing around and be running from gig to gig. And for the first time, it was sort of like coming back to a time when we were, in a sense, not professional musicians, when you were just making music for the joy of it and you were doing it every day and you were having time to spend time in a creative project and you didn't have the sort of deadlines hanging over you. So all my musician friends, we sort of had this revelation like, oh, we just need to live slower uh, but then, you know, life came back online and it's gone back to old habits, I think.
0: You're going to play another track uh, from uh, Sweet Magica, uh, v- Vowels, in fact, by Maximo Diego Pujol. Tell me a bit about this one, Emily.
1: So this was the first piece that Andrew and I discovered that had been written for the unusual pairing of classical guitar and harp. Um, and it's been probably recorded by every... Harp and guitar duo that's out there. There's not many of them, I'll tell you that. Um, just because it's such, it's such a great piece. Um, Maximo Diego Pujol is an amazing guitarist himself, and so there's quite um, these beautiful extended guitar solos that you'll hear, especially in this movement as well. And it's just, it's a really uplifting and joyous piece.
0: Wonderful to have you in the studio. Congratulations on this latest album. Andrew Blanche and Emily Granger have been my guests. Their album Sweet Magica is out from tomorrow. They're on tour around the country until February 12th. I'll post a link to find information for that online. Thank you so much for coming by and take it away when you're ready. listening to a podcast of the drawing room with me Andy Park